Welcome to Mixed Company, bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. I was about to say, where are you at? Uh, I was on at six. <laughs> okay, I was on at six. I went waiting on you to let me in. You got to open up the door. <laughs> I, don't, I can't just be on the live. You the live. I'm what up, Hey, y'all. Hey, Patty. Hey, Danny. Hey, Rachel. This is so cool. Keith out here thought he was on. Uh, he was on the video chat and started talking. Simple. Hey, Naya. Oh. <laughs> and everybody. All right, friend. Simeon, you look at you letting everybody into your apartment. You. I know this is real awkward. People into your apartment. I know. And I ain't got on no shoes. This is real awkward. I see you not trying to have people see the the back. You said what? I mean, you're not supposed to have shoes on in your house. There's Corona in the streets. You can't. You're not supposed to have your shoes on. It's Corona up, in the streets. I don't. I don't wear the shoes inside the house anymore. What up, Keith? Yeah, that's simple. All right, friends. Party, how you been? They use, they're using up the good data right now. Yeah. Are you on my okay. I'm cool, you know, out here, low-key in morning, high-key excited to be here and talk to y'all and do something that's not sad. That's all. <laughs> are, are you on the Wi-Fi? I am on the Wi-Fi. I'm about to turn it off, though. That's poor people stuff. Yeah, I think I think that turn it off. It's your little pixelated. That's better. Is that better? Yeah. Perfect. Cool, 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 cool. So thank you guys for joining. This is our live. This is weird as fuck because usually when we do this, right, it's literally just us in a room, usually like no windows, just talking shit to each other. And then we get like a whole week before you actually get to hear our conversation. Um, just so you guys know, so you can like give me my props. I've actually put on makeup today because y'all were gonna see my face. And I was tired of looking like a hot mess. So you can thank me later. Um, and, and, and you got some mood lighting. And I got my mood lighting because my <laughs> Philips Hue lights are in. I'm so excited. Every day here looks like the club, like legit like the club. Because if, if I can't go to Bella Noche, where can I go? To your house. You, you look like a whole Megan Thee Stallion video right now. Friend, you got the best compliments all the time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. So today we're actually going to be talking about like basically the new the new normal. We're all working from home now, and this is for some of us it's some shit. For other of us, it's a blessing in disguise. For other of us, for others, it's the blessing that we've been looking for. Um, so we're going to talk about that. But before we even get into it. Let's pop off with a quick COVID check-in, I guess, then, um, just so we can acknowledge it, it's here. We don't want to pretend like it's not a thing. Um, talk to us. Talk to me. What you What you thinking about this? The Corona, the Rona, as we discuss it. I mean, I think right now the the biggest thing is how are companies pivoting. 
um the economy is basically crashing we've been talking about this recession that's been coming for a minute so i think while we're looking at companies pivot individually like we need to be practicing this calm caution uh where we're, we're we're figuring out how to pivot so i think the big gap right now um in marketing and in advertising is basically where the division between is that you or me that's me okay um it's basically figuring out how to amplify your value without sounding inconsiderate in a moment of crisis, but also being very cognizant of your own survival. So I think that's been the conversation that I've been having with people around the world, especially in other countries that aren't, aren't as developed as the United States, which is how do we stay on top of our shit, but also be very mindful of the fact that this is a crisis um, and keep eating. And keep eating. That's a good point. Another thing that came up today, so I know a couple of people have been circulating um, some news reports about COVID impact, specifically health and financial impact um, being higher in Black communities. Um, I, I've been trying to read them and I get what people are trying to say, but one of the things that I want people to be cautious of is, is some of the headlines almost seem like they're, they're blaming uh black people and it's funny because i'm not even seeing them talk about it as you know people of color like the headlines are specific to african americans which as we know if you're in the united states of america that's specifically black people but they're saying that you know black people are experiencing higher death rates of corona of the coronavirus and then are you both of you working from home hell yeah, yeah. where the hell else yeah. we gonna be at <laughs> um, but also also making sure that we are we are basically sticking to our historical reference right so we right. know people of color specifically african americans do suffer higher death rates in general um period we also mm -hmm. know that a lot of black people do not have access to and doesn't have and doesn't address systematic issues all of that we also know that a lot of black people especially in um cities where they are a part of the poverty line and below they don't have access to health care in the same way um more privileged folks like ourselves may and that could attribute to it so i've been reading a lot of these articles but in my mind like just trying to caution myself and others to not fall down the rabbit hole of blame which mm -hmm. is what i feel like i'm ex i'm reading but also mm -hmm. keep in mind that there are more complex um scenarios that contribute to why the death rates are higher and why black people are impacted uh at higher rates right i mean i think when you when you mention the complexity the other thing that comes to mind is the emotional complexity of it um i've been having a lot of check-ins with people in creative industries over the last couple of days and the other thing that was mentioned was the fact that because people are losing their jobs uh a lot of people whether it's women or people of color who work in cities and in industries like ours, their um, financial stress has increased because now they're supporting mm -hmm. other family members outside of outside of their immediate family. So I think one of the reasons why we started the show is to basically amplify empathy. And so I think things or situations like that need to be amplified so that as people who are in charge of culture, people in, who lead teams, like they're mindful of the the external things that are happening to their employees and they're being empathetic when they're dealing with them during this crisis 
Yeah. I mean, Jerome, Romy Rome, 88, called it out. Jerome, what, what up? He called it out. But talking about access to lack of access to healthcare, inability to not go to work. So, right. you know, full transparency. Like, my mother is one of those people who does not have the ability to not go to work. And, you know, got, you know, thankful to God, like, she's okay doing everything she can to protect her health. But, her not going to work is the difference between her bills getting paid and poverty. Right. So, so, you know, it's, I, it's almost like I want, I hope people aren't just reading like 280 character tweets and I hope they're not just reading headlines, but also just thinking more critically about what's going on. Cause I know a lot of people talked about this being the, the great uh, equalizer. And I think in it's some not. respects it can, I think in some respects it can be for those of us, for people like you and I, who we already have like a, a secured, you know, or more secured finances than others where we have, you know, our rent can get paid where we can take a couple of days off of work where you as um, a small business owner, you have a little bit more flexibility and 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 uh, st stable ground for people who aren't who aren't in positions like ours. Mm -hmm. We do need to think more critically and be a a lot more um, sensitive and also thoughtful about how we speak about their scenarios. Word, I feel you. Cool. Well, that's it for COVID. We're still <laughs> home, according to Cuomo. Day thirty-seven. It's been rough. It's, it's day thirty-seven. Well, not really for me. I was in the streets in Vegas 37 days ago, but it's more uh, like day 20, day 28. Shout out to Diddy for me. This jail. <laughs> it is jail. It is It is low-key, like, being grounded, but, like, as an adult. It's stupid. It's stupid. All right. So let's go on a dope shit, ain't shit. I'm excited to share mine, but I really hope you have yours. No, nah, you go ahead. Cool. So y'all already know I'm an, I'm grown, so I talk about what I want. Um, and one of the fun things that I was able to see happening in advertising today is from an old client of yours, Simeon, Trojan condoms, my favorite. Anytime Trojan or anything to do with sex, lube, toys, whatever is out here, advertising some shit, my pervert ass wants to see. So yeah. Trojan, yeah, I mean, why not? What else am I doing? I'm home all day. Right. <laughs> so Trojan is out here with your um, red lights. <laughs> listen, I haven't even put on the red light special lights for you. That's your, that's for special moments. Those are for special FaceTimes. Okay. Give the people their red light. <laughs> <laughs> right. But no, Trojan is out here saving those of us who are living alone and lonely by telling us not to text our exes because he still ain't shit, um, but to sext us instead. So basically what they've asked us to do, what they've asked the community, Shaquana said it's the best ad of the day. I would say it might be the best ad of the decade. And I know we're just getting started, but why the fuck not? But basically they're saying, send us an emoji of an eggplant, shout out to the eggplant emojis. And they will, instead of texting your ex, they will talk dirty to you by sending you a package of lube and vibrators, which, in two folds, I think this is great. I think it plays into the humor aspect of marketing because obviously sex, you know, farts, uh, nudity, those are all still funny things. And, and, and with everything going on, we do need a little more, you know, lightweight things to pay attention to. But in line with what the New York Department of Health released early or later in March, 
basically asking us to like really try try to abstain from sex with people that you're not married to sexting yes cousin yes sexting dave said new york department of health was like listen if y'all don't know each other don't go out here having sex with people you don't know and it was a whole one pager about it a one pager that i read because what the hell else am i doing like i'm home um and the big takeaway from the 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 one pager was like look if you can handle this on your own you should because we don't know how this shit transmits right so with them not under with them saying we don't know how it transmits do this on your own trojan was like son we got you you don't even got to worry about it we gonna hand hand you some lube we got some toys we got some literature whatever you're into we're into and we'll send it to you because we're trying to keep everybody socially distanced Corey said that's what Pornhub is for. And that's why Pornhub gave away 30 days free. How yeah. listen, yeah. there are tons of ways for us to make sure that we are not transmitting corona and that we are keeping our numbers down. And if you are having a good time with your red light special in your private time in your private home while you're with doing your it, you are literally heroes. Like you have literally become a Trojan hero. And I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah, so, I, I don't yeah, know. If you guys want to go to Trojan, um, what is it, at Trojan Condoms on Twitter, you can take a look. It's a cute little gif. Uh, it starts out with, you know, the fun words, don't sex your ex. It has a whole bunch of eggplant emojis. And as you can tell, I was quite delighted this morning. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a dope shit, but I'll just piggyback off of that. I think pretty much any brand that, whether they're a small business or a big business, that has figured out a way to pivot during COVID without trying to capitalize on the moment and sell people shit just because they're at home staring at the computer. Like those are the brands that I'm giving thumbs up to. I didn't see the chosen shit yet, but I did see the Pornhub, which um kudos to them. I mean, um that's all we got right now. Pornhub, uh Netflix, Hulu. <laughs> you know, I think it's I think it's actually really funny that this is this is what Trojan put out because um, I don't know if you saw I think you saw I might have shared it to one of our group chats last week where the Amazon worker was out here like really upset that y'all was out here ordering vibrators like that's not essential and I was like well he's not from New York because according to my health department that is essential and if I can order it on Amazon it should get to me in a matter of two to five business days so if you want to look out for your Amazon workers and you don't want to put them in danger Trojans got you that's what I took from it and Pornhub and Pornhub according to Shaquana Pornhub is a lifestyle brand it is a lifestyle isn't it? <laughs> it is a lifestyle it is. <laughs> it is a lifestyle. Whatever, whatever your kink is. Whatever you're into, you know? We have so much time to find ourselves. I'm excited. Sexual <laughs> health that's... is important. He was big mad. He was big mad. He said the kids could have their books, but those vibrators, that's not important. I said that man Wait, has what? never seen an orgasm in his life. That's why it wasn't important. <laughs> <laughs> but also, why does he know what's inside the box? Cause he, ooh, he's nosy and he a thief. He's taking y'all have not heard voice. He's he's the Grinch that stole orgasm. Courtney <laughs> 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 said Trojan's playlist is lit. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, oh, take okay. a listen to that later. Um, listen, all right, whatever y'all are doing. Whatever y'all are doing, I don't got that shit. But here's the whatever y'all are doing to get through this shit right here just send it to our dms because we need it 
Like we're we're on and day. Eggplant sent it straight to my DM. You don't have to. You don't have to uh, bother Simeon with all yes, of that. Yes, please. Please do not send your eggplants <laughs> to ask Miss Company DMs. We don't need it. <laughs> so you don't have to, you don't have ant shit either. You ain't seen no ant shit. Uh, no, I was feeling sick today, so I just didn't. I'm, what kind I'm of out. sick? You had a dry cough. You no, I had a dry cough two weeks ago. So, um, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's why we're doing this virtually. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we can go ahead and um, get into the conversation. And that cuts about 10 minutes off of everything. Right. Um, so we're talking about working from home. He ain't got shit. Right. I had dope shit. You ain't got shit. <laughs> <laughs> I piggybacked off of your dope shit. And I said, every brand who's who's leaning into their value and not selling shit is dope shit right now. Well, what about Netflix? Actually, I don't know if any of you were on the uh, the Lil John and T-Pain versus that happened last week. There was some serious brand engagement that was happening in that live chat. Um, one in particular came from Netflix and Netflix actually had me rolling where I actually believe that Netflix might be funnier than the Wendy's social media account these days. <laughs> like Netflix was all in their body. They were telling us they were body rolling um, when Lil Jon was promoting his new album or not new album, his new song with Ludacris and Usher. You know, they asked the important questions like are you know Lil John, Ludacris and Usher here to do it again because you know it's been about 15 years since they gave us love in this club um I saw Express in there and I, at first I was like why the fuck is Express in here you know promoting their brand and I was like oh because what else are we wearing to the club we wear we all wearing the same Express outfit we all wear the same Express outfit obviously Fashion Nova was in there you know dropping it like it's hot because those are the jeans you can do that in I also saw the NBA in there, which I thought was really great. And they were they were trading um, a lot of uh, banter back and forth. So I think we've seen a, we've come a good way or 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 something. We've evolved since the end of last year when Netflix started the not safe for work conversation on Twitter and everybody mm -hmm. was jumping or every brand was jumping in. So now that's being able to play out within these uh live um these live battles if you will between artists um it was fun it, it was yeah. nice to see it was nice to see brands actually taking uh adding to the conversation and not taking away or 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 just being phony about how they engage with uh their users or i feel you didn't see that shit. i mean i i think brands showing up strategically right now is the is the move because if you're not you're just i know it's it's a sensitive period right so you can all of your strategies that were in place four weeks ago they're gone they're in the, they're in oh, the proper yeah, so still being able to pivot on the fly and actually add value to the situation so whether your body rolling in alive or you're uh dropping the right emojis in in the chat like there's just something that is just way more um valuable at this point than you trying to sell me some shit that I can't wear for the next eight weeks. And I think that's a positive coming out of here because the reality is you can't necessarily ask everybody for money and you're going to have to find a different conversation to have with folks. So I thought that was a really good opportunity that um, some brands took advantage of. Right. All right. Well, we're talking about working from home. So most of you, um, if you are working, you are likely working from home. If you are working from home, this is a new culture. Um, 
everything from uh, your video chats to how many times people call you or text you a day asking you for some bullshit, um, everything from how many emails you decide to answer to even what time you start your day and how consistently you sit at your desk has yeah. changed. Like the nine to five, the 10 to six or whatever the hell you work as it was, let's say 40 days ago, shout out to Lent being over tomorrow, um, no longer exists. Like we have a, a completely new approach to how we get work done. Um, and this is affecting a lot of people. For some people, it's amazing. And for others, it's not so amazing. So we're going to talk about that. Um, if you guys are in here, you got questions, comments, or you want to call somebody out anonymously or not, go ahead and put that into the uh, comment section. And you know I got ADD, so I'll answer. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep up. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, this was your topic, Frank. Go ahead and talk about where this came from. <laughs> No, yeah. So I was I was on uh, in a happy hour on Saturday, and there was a woman in there who she said for the last couple a of weeks. A virtual happy been, hour before we start to judge the fuck out. Virtual, virtual <laughs> happy hour, yes. Um, I mean, if y'all want to drink today, I also have the um, the Hennessy. Uh, let's let's take a shot for good times. Uh, but I'll tell the story while I'm while I'm pouring. So she was basically saying that for the last couple of weeks since it started, she's been jumping on the video conference without video. So her coworkers, everyone else was jumping on video and she was like, I don't want to show these people my house. Um, so finally they kept pressuring her to jump on video. So then finally when she jumped on video for about five minutes, they discussed her background. And then her boss mm -hmm. told her that the next time that they get on, um, on a video chat, they're expecting her to give them a tour of her house, which mm -hmm. yeah. I felt was very intrusive. Um, like, even though we're working from home, our, our houses are still our houses. They're still, st when did Lent start? Oh, fuck it. When did Lent start? Somebody's asking. Um, even That's though a we're fair question. When did Lent start? Technically, it started 39 days ago. All right, um, cool. But we don't know if that includes weekends. Yeah, and COVID said no. Um, so I felt like, you know, she was talking about it and she was in this this crossroads of one, I don't want to show these people my house. Um, I think it's mad weird. Um, yeah, not really my friends, <laughs> y'all are my coworkers. So right. why do why do I need to do this? But I think it's it boundaries fell into have changed. The boundaries have changed, right? So it fell into that weird space of and we've we've talked about this on the show a lot of you know where where do we actually draw the line when it comes to requests from our coworkers or superiors that make us feel uncomfortable um and how do you actually deal with it and so now whether it's you know somebody asking to see your house or basically demanding more of your time because now there is no nine to five so when does right. work the end said that aunt said that aunt said there is no nine to five and corey said every day is bring your kids to work day for people like me Child, I didn't see so many people's babies. I feel like I have children. I'd be worried about whether they have food and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, I kind of wanted to throw, throw it at you because your role is about culture and community. And I think everyone who who is in that space of DNI or HR, like, just like the brands, their roles have like your value is now supposed to be amplified, right? Everything mm -hmm. that you talked about, now you actually have to do it. Fuck everything yeah. that you said. We don't really care about what you said before. 
we actually want to see what you actually do when it comes time to show and prove. So I think that's right. where where we are. And I think for a lot of us who have basically created safe spaces for ourselves, I live in Brooklyn or I was living in Brooklyn for a reason pre second coming of Columbus, where I did not want to see my coworkers on the weekend. Like this was oh. a very... <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't want to see you. I crossed the bridge for a reason. And so now we're in this space of there is no bridge. Like right. you're literally inviting people into your home. And like, what, what does that so, actually look yeah. like? No, I, okay. So I, I feel, I feel a couple ways about this, right? No, I don't need everybody seeing my dirty drawers on the floor. Cause you don't even actually know, like, what kind of day I've had. Maybe I didn't have time to clean today. Or maybe it's clean and I really don't want you to know what kind of art I had. Or period, my home is my sacred place and I don't want people in it. But in addition to feeling like that, there's also a sense of, there's also a sense of connectivity that is still important. So I think, mm -hmm. let me take it a step back. So as you know, some of us, you largely, you know, people who are not, non-melanated so people who have color we have this thing about i don't go to work to be friends or i don't go to work to have friends and in some respects that could be right but also that does not necessarily make it easy to work with people on a long-term basis no we don't have to be best friends no you don't need to buy me christmas presents but we need to engage and we do and we do need to have some sort of um we do need to have some sort of connection. And therefore, when you are in an office setting, it's a lot easier to have those connections because I'm sitting next to you. I can yeah. see that when you wrinkle your nose, oh, that means that you actually don't agree with what I'm saying, even if you don't say you don't agree with what I'm saying. So working from home does test the the boundaries of collaboration. And it, and it I would say it leaves room and opportunities to develop those unspoken opportunities for engagement in other ways. However, I think everyone, 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 whether you are the boss or whether you are the intern does need to be more, more hyper aware of, or your situational awareness needs to be more sensitive. And what I mean by that is if somebody is not comfortable getting on video chat, they're just not fucking comfortable. They just right. don't want you in their fucking space. Right. And maybe it, maybe it's not you. Maybe it's actually just the whole team. And maybe right. they don't need you to comment on their goddamn living room. You don't pay no fucking bills here. Why yeah. do you have anything to say? So I think like there, I think that there's tension. We're at a point of tension where there does need to be room for um, connection and connectivity but it's really hard to do that virtually. And some people believe they get that by being seen. And if that is the case, and I think that this is where we do have to be more vocal about what we're comfortable with. So this is a conversation I had with somebody um, about actually, what's she saying? No, Karen, we not finna have a bonding experience over my choice of sofa. No, no, we don't. You don't need to know. You don't need to, and this is true, but you don't need to know that my 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 current couch is my cousin's college couch, okay? No. But it still works and everybody still sits on it. So whatever. But, and, and somebody else said that their supervisor complained that she wouldn't, that they wouldn't turn on their video. And I think, but this is what I was about to say. I think that what's happening now is that we have to have new conversations. 
what we talked about on the last episode, there are no rules. This shit is all fucking new. Right. The, literally, the 90% of the country is work from home right now. There are no right. guidelines. There are very few guidelines about what that means to work from home. And in that instance, it, you know, we're speaking about advertising. So companies like IPG, uh, uh, WPP, we released one last week, work from home strategies. It's about empathy. And this goes back to what we constantly talk about on the show. Where is your empathy? Yes, I may want to see what your couch look like. But Karen, are you comfortable showing me what your couch looks like? And if not, how do we get around this? Is it more comfortable for you and I to be on video chat? Is this something where, okay, maybe we just need to be over uh, to over communicate with each other over email so that we are able to feel and see nuances. Um, but the point is we're building culture from the foundation up right now. Cause none right. of the, there is no, there is no point of reference. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. Cause you mentioned unspoken rules. And I think we're now in a space where you can't have unspoken rules because you're not in the same physical space. It's easier for things to get lost in translation. So I was talking to Nisha from Facebook um, yesterday. And one of the things that she mentioned was they were already uh, a video conference heavy office or or have a video have very heavy video conference culture and she said one of their rules was that if two people were in the office they and everybody else and there were there are five people on the call if two people were in the same office and three of the other people were in different offices those two people who were in the office could not be on the same video chat at the same time they had to find separate rooms and basically be on five different screens and when she was she's basically saying like that is a very explicit rule because they realize that if there's two people in the same space then they can one have sidebar conversations mm -hmm. they can also like in a very um indirect way so, sort of team up on somebody else if mm -hmm. they're they were sharing the same point so i right. think when it comes to you know turning on the video conference or not having it on it's really a matter of now you have to establish new rules. So when you send right. out the, the meeting invite, you need to say this is a video conference call or right. this is a audio audio only call. Because if you don't do that, then you're going to create this unnecessary tension. You know, tension right. is good. And, but again, that goes back to being explicit. That goes back, right. that goes back to being, uh, to over communicating. So that's something where I've done where, you know, certain meetings and quite frankly, they're all happy hours. So I'm not going to say that we're making any positive change in the world besides getting drunk on the calls that I mandate people be on ca on camera. But the reality is, if you come to me and you say, Kai, you know, I, I just don't need y'all in my house. Fuck, I'm going to say, I don't pay your bills. I can't make you show me your house. Like, that's rude. But I think Rachel, a couple people actually have made the com uh, a couple comments about this, like, Francis says, sometimes I just put virtual backgrounds on because people are nosy. People are nosy. That is a fact. <laughs> but in addition to them be being nosy, here again comes an opportunity for um, platforms to actually lean into people's comfort. So if you're on Zoom, Zoom lets you have backgrounds. You know, shout out to Shannon Washington. I don't think Shannon is on right here, but Shannon's been going in with the background. She's been there with Suge, Pac, and Snoop on the Vibe cover. I've seen her at the Black Last Supper, and you guys know that's very specific to grandmothers in the United States where they, um, you know, you you want Black Jesus with dreads, <laughs> with the boho, Black Jesus with boho locks, blessing your house during the Last Supper. Um, so Shannon's actually used 
those backgrounds. I've seen people get, uh, um, shit, what are those rich white people places to shop for, uh, peer, not peer one. What's the other one? Um, I'm so poor. I just know Ikea. Peer one? Um, no. No, it it's the matter. other one. It's Ethan the one, it's one the cheese plate. Ethan Allen background they got cheese plates where too. people have really good uh, backgrounds of houses you know you don't live in and you know they don't pay you enough to live in. So <laughs> I think like those are really good opportunities to do that. But also, again, Rachel commented, it's about setting boundaries early. I'm telling you right now at certain times, I'm not comfortable showing my face. I'm not comfortable showing my house. And if Crit you and don't need to see me, if you don't need to see me to be productive in this meeting, then let's then then we need to set those boundaries early. Obviously, that's different depending on what level you are. So if you're more junior, it might feel uncomfortable to have those conversations. Yeah. But if you do feel comfortable enough to pull, pull virtually pull your boss to the side um, and let them know, hey, I I feel uncomfortable when you ask me to do this. That's a good conversation to have. If you're bossy enough, you need to tell them to mind their damn business and you can keep going on your merry way. <laughs> Uh, somebody said it's Crate and Barrel. <laughs> oh, actually, Restoration Hardware. Oh, yeah, these are Restoration all... Restoration Hardware? All... Oh, that's real rich. <laughs> I can't wait. Somebody said, I hate you. You hate me because you know I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Oh, my God. Y'all just be taking me for granted. I look. I also can't figure out how to change... I can't figure um, out how to change the Zoom background, which makes me feel like CBD fucking all right now. You know they have that on YouTube. You can search that on YouTube, like everything else that you probably don't know how to do right now. It, I mean, you've learned to cook off of YouTube. Like, get true. your shit together. Very true. Someone said, I've been in a virtual meeting where folks spent 30 minutes going back and forth about the aesthetics of someone's house. They assumed it was an apartment. Damn, y'all are so unproductive. Listen, this is what I'm talking about. If we actually go back and discuss, like, because there is a financial impact that is bound to happen. So if we oh, think about happening. it, huh? It's happening. It is happening. But, like, y'all are billable hours, bro. Where do you put those 30 minutes? What client are you saying these 30 minutes go to? What project? What bucket of money are these 30 minutes going to that y'all are discussing someone's apartment? And you know, I don't do meetings like that. It, we, what are we right. talking about? What's the point? What's the takeaway? Can I go now? Do you need anything else? Are we done here? I hate that that shit. Someone said, it's also, Corey said, it's also a lot easier to leave people out of meetings as people can't see everyone in the room sitting in a conference mm -hmm. room. So that goes back to what you were saying. So actually that's an email that came through a couple a couple or a week ago or a couple weeks ago from another colleague of mine of people being left off of meetings purposefully and i'm sure i'm sure that that happens from time to time unintentionally but there does become this um opportunity for people to be more passive aggressive with how they collaborate because now to your point i can have a side conversation with you through text message and not loop somebody else in, make a decision, and you just got to get caught up. And I mm -hmm. do feel like I don't, I actually don't know the workaround from that. Because again, I, I don't pay your bills. I can't ask you to see your phone receipts. Mm -hmm. But I've definitely heard of that happening. And a lot of more junior people feeling like they have not been included in, in work that um, traditionally they would have to be on a meeting for. Um, so there are some dickheads out here doing dickhead shit. Do you think that's happening because people are starting to feel a little insecure about job security? 
I think people are just dickheads, but maybe they're being more dickheadish because they they're afraid if they're not assholes, they'll lose their jobs. I don't I don't know. I don't know how that works. Someone says that happens in person as well. Hey, Shamigo. I've had to tell people right before this lockdown what's on the agenda because I'm sure we don't need extensive combo about your favorite restaurant. <laughs> unless you're taking me out, unless unless this uh, meal is about to be on your corporate card, bruh. <laughs> hey, Penn. I ain't seen Penn in a minute. Um, but no, that's definitely a conversation that I think people should have. And also, there's this piece that a lot of people have brought up. So we've always talked about management styles, right? And how there's always mm -hmm. a lot of people that get into these positions where they've never learned how to manage before. And then all of a sudden, you're stuck with a team of five. Your ass is supposed to help them grow, but your ass don't know how to make them grow. So you're steady trying to compete with them. And these people are either getting left behind, not developing in their careers, or just fucking quitting altogether. Okay. Now to add on the impact of not being able to, to navigate in person, mm -hmm. like how do you learn to manage, how do you learn to manage in, in, in a culture, in an environment where everyone is remote? And like, I feel like that that's less about management and more about people skills. Like, are you a right. fucking sociopath or do you know how to engage with people and 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 be a good person well i mean the, to me management and and being a leader are interchangeable and so it requires emotional intelligence it goes back to the quote that you that we posted from you the other day about you about to you quote know, me friend you about to quote me friend Go ahead. Friend. Not verbatim, because I don't remember verbatim, but about not leading with ego, right? And leading right. leading with intention and with purpose, with people in mind. Honestly, the minute that we all went remote, everybody who is a, a manager or a leader should have basically established some new, new, new normals, right? Because this is the way that we now have to operate. So to just assume that everyone's going to fall in line and that everyone's going to get it is stupid like it's just it's just a wrong assumption like that's just not the way that people work and i think that we're or the way that people operate and we're also just seeing it from a very cultural level with how a lot of people are navigating the the pandemic where people don't want to follow rules so they actually need leadership they actually need people to mm -hmm. figure out strategic ways to get them in line if you want results and i think that's where where we're at is like how do you actually generate real results in the middle of a crisis this is the moment where you actually see who's a good leader and who's not and so if you are somebody who you, it's it's i i don't know that you do see it i know that you feel it i don't know that you see it you, you should see what I'm it. saying it should be like, action it should be it, it it's everything that we're experiencing right now is very nuanced and someone says if you're a leader and you have a responsibility to seek out the resources and then you you do have a responsibility but if you've never learned how to manage to begin with how do you even know to do that like there's a remember, no there are no management programs you don't have to take a test to be a manager which is helping somebody you know uh, uh, grow a career you do have to take a test to do other dumb shit but you don't have to take a test to be a manager. And so we have a, a shit ton of people who are leading us, if you will, not me, I have a great manager, but leading us into this new world and this new culture and this new norm when you don't even know how to, how shit was structured in the old, in the old world. Right. I mean, I think, I don't want to sound like a dickhead, but I hope that some people just 
you don't they cancel themselves they no I, I do i hope that they cancel themselves out because this is like a moment where people actually need leadership because it's not just a matter of how do you do your job there's there's an emotional um it is emotional support that is necessary in in moments like these mm -hmm. so for someone to i don't care if you didn't learn how to be a manager before but you you as a as a, a thinker as a, somebody who's supposed to be a strategist because at the end of the day that's where all of our jobs are in this industry you should have gone like Oh shit! Things are about to change. What do I need to to pivot? Yes, to that is the my right team. thing to do. You you should have as a thinker. You should have. But we know, like, you know, goes back to you know. Shout out to my grandfather. He just passed. But you know, old people always like to tell you how common sense ain't common, and that should be pissing mm -hmm. me off because you just be like, but okay, but in this situation, I really needed to be common. I need us to be working from the same pool of information. And I think with this new, I think Shamiko called it in teaching, they call, they're calling it renorming. So in this new season of renorming and management, right? I don't actually believe that we have enough tools or, it's, and I can only speak from advertising, marketing and branding. I don't think that we actually have enough um, of a foundation of what management looks like to mm -hmm. actually expect that from leaders managers supervisors i i don't but something that you brought up is like it you do have to be more human it takes me back to a couple years ago where the conversation was about soft skills and hard skills so when you're in person right when you're in person hard skills come in handy do you know how to use adobe do you know how to design do you know how to write the perfect heading and format a press release you know shit like that was super important so whether or not you got context or you understood nuance, if you could follow the formula, you would get the job, you would get the promotion, you would get the raise. I think now, as I'm thinking about it, now that every that most people are remote, remote specifically in industries that or require communication. So everything from teaching to marketing, soft skills are gonna be important because we do, to your point, need to rely more closely on how do people feel about what they're doing? You have to be able to feel me through the phone. Me mm. telling you something is not good enough. How can you tap into your more psychic abilities, if you will, to make these projects, to make these moves move forward? And to do so, you actually, you, you have to be more human and more empathetic, which traditionally was seen as more feminine, traditionally seen as more soft skills. So I think if you can lean into that, I think that will actually help people uh, uh, get better leverage as they're doing their jobs and managing. I mean, I think it's just like my emotional intelligence, which can I don't think it's just that? emotional intelligence though, because emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence is more about understanding how people perceive you. But what I'm talking about is also and also situations. But what I'm talking about is also how are you able to make people feel you? I don't need you to just understand what I'm saying. I need us to be on the same emotional wavelength. I need you to feel as passionate about this thing that I'm typing in this text message as you are. But to do that, like I have to tap into something. Like technically, we gotta build friendships in in jobs where we're where we started from the beginning
I don't come to work to be friends, but I need you to trust me. And how do you get people to trust you? It's not just by getting them to understand you. It's about leaning into them, building a, a familial relationship with them so that you can get shit done. Yeah. Especially as a journalist, word. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it's. This is just highlighting, and it's it's shining the spotlight on a lot of lack, and it's unfortunate that you have to that in this in these type of environments, these shifts really only happen during a crisis, where these are actually the things that we've been talking about for years, right? Like this. Right how do you navigate a situation how do you read a room how do you read your employees how do you make sure that they're that they're following you not just willingly because they want a paycheck because they actually believe in your vision that you actually have a fucking vision yep. right so these are all the things that we've been talking about and it's here in this moment where it's actually like really sink or swim because the economy is about to some like some shit's about to go down like we already know right so in a moment of sink or swim is when now people are starting to actually start to think about what the fuck does this actually look like when you should have been thinking about this all along. Like this should have been the way that you've been thinking about how do you actually lead your team? How do you get your team to create doper work? How do you get your team to to engage with you more? And so now we're here where but you can't is, actually do anything. The, this becomes the proof of concept. We didn't need it before. Right. Like, the people that needed it before were people that were disenfranchised, were the people that did not necessarily have clout within the organizations. That's why we started this this whole podcast. The whole point of the podcast was to speak on behalf of people that have never had power. Now, when we go back to this whole equalizer, like I said, equalizing is only for people like us right now. The only people that can be equal are the people that have the same resources. And now no one has a corner office. Now, nobody has, I, I can't see your suit, bruh. You on right. the phone. Now, I can't see your car, bro. Now, you got a couch, I got a couch. We both over here fighting over who's going to show their face on live stream first. That's the equalizer. And I think that because everyone is disenfranchised in industry, I'm not speaking about in the world financially, but I am talking about in industries where, and within industries, within teams and disciplines where, the only thing separating us is a title. I can't see your title when I turn on Zoom. Mm. You have to rely on me the same way I rely on you. And I think that that is where we have this opportunity to say, okay, now you need to start doing all the shit you needed to do before because you feel it. So this has become mm. a proof of concept. It's an unfortunate proof of concept, but yes, it, it is for also, a proof of but also, Sam, like, we're also at the point where everything that we've been talking about for the last four seasons, yeah, we said that shit, but it also doesn't even matter anymore that we said it before. It matters now because we're in a situation where it's dire. So, mm -hmm. like, it's almost like we can't turn around and look at people no matter how much I want to sometimes when I'm, you know, listening <laughs> to people's conversations. I can't see, motherfucker, I told you that two years ago. Like, I can't it's say a... that. I can't comment on people's LinkedIn's as they're talking about, oh, I wish my white male <laughs> privilege, really. I, I, I wish I got it a year ago. Like, okay, my dude, well, we're here now. What can we do now? And and how do we make this more, how do, and I keep saying this word, and I know people are going to smack me in my head when they see me in person, but like, how do you make an impact 
when it counts and this is when it counts how do we make people feel what the fuck we're talking about and how do we ensure that whatever what is we're doing today speaks directly to what our you know what our normal looks like six months from now and i think it starts mm -hmm. with because i know we're winding down we got 10 minutes left we got 10 minutes left so if anybody has questions or stories or people they want to call out we want all the tea and more things to talk about um so just go ahead and put that in the comments well, but moving forward how do we use this as an opportunity opportunity to set a new standard because right. the difference here is that there's enough of us going through this at the same time that we're all writing the new story we're mm -hmm. all contributing to building this new foundation it's it no longer will look like the madmen era because the madmen are out at home on their dirty couch like i'm at home on mine you know what right. i'm saying so like how do we use that momentum to to be a catalyst for change or to create change and what does that change look like in a way that puts us in a driver's seat or in a more powerful seat i think that's something well, to keep in mind yeah i mean most most definitely i think the the most human part about this situation is that i'm actually trying to at abstain from using the term new normal because the reality of the situation is we may come out on the other side and this shit may look nothing like what it looked like last year, right? And so- and That's the new normal. It's new. Who, who, says, who says it's gonna resemble anything that's that, that feels normal to us? That's called, so I think, that's called new. New normal is the oxymoron. Come on, no. copywriter. No, and we're not using, I'm not using it no more. Because it 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 sig it points to it feeling somewhat like it felt before, when you're when you're saying so. that I think it that's, whatever. That's what it does. Now we're talking about semantics. All we right. are talking semantics through All from right. social distance. <laughs> but wh whoever is in charge of setting policy, setting programs, setting setting um, the norms, however you want to you know call it their job is going to be to be extremely human and to make sure that they're in constant constantly in tune with the people that they're leading so that how because when we talked about this what when we recorded what two weeks ago shit looked completely different we thought we were going to yeah. be home for two weeks right. we're now home for a month and it looks like we're going to be home until I ain't Sometime. seen the club since March 4th. I ain't seen the club since March 4th. I mean, listen, I'm feeling like Pookie in the house. You see my lights. I get it. These like, lights are so, lit, and I got a few more coming so that the living room looks like a party, too. Y'all just wait. Yeah. So, I mean, like, who, whoever is in charge of leading, but I think this is also going to be a moment where it's kind of going to be like a superhero movie where, where new leaders are going to rise. Like yeah, new leaders 100%. are going to emerge from the ashes, just like the last recession and be like, all that shit that y'all were doing before, it ain't shit. Peace out. We got some new shit that we're trying to pull off and it's going to actually work because they're actually in tune with the people. They're in tune with the culture. They're in tune with what the needs of, of the workplace and the consumers are at this in this moment right here. Yeah. No, I agree. I 100% agree that new leaders are going to arise. Things are not going to look anything like they did before. That's what happens every time there is a stark shift in culture. I think what is important from this conversation where we're talking about what it's like working from home, working remotely, 
this new levelization that's a excuse me a made-up word of people being at I like home it. having to I like reset you're having to reset boundaries reassert yourself and reignite your passion for the work you do in ways that you couldn't before because you're not in person with people that is what is about to be important and i guess i'm trying to see if there are any people in here that you know possibly wouldn't agree with this and i don't think so i, I think everyone in here is a friend and that's why <laughs> i fuck with friends and family because if it wasn't for you sim and i would be talking to ourselves just like good old days um but even within that like it's important for us to carry that message not only to our leaderships to our leadership but also to influencers within our industry so whether you're a teacher a doctor what the fuck ever if yeah. you know there are people that when they speak people people's ears open up and they and they require action to be met with what they're saying those are the people that we need to be sharing this with because whoever the fuck thinks that we about to go back to march 1st on september 1st when we go back to work <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's how long we'll be here, but I don't know. But September 1st, when we go to work, is not going to look like March 1st. And you can't yeah. walk into the office that first day, kicking and play playing like shit's all good. Go back to your corner like I told you. Nah, I ain't seen you in six months. You can't <laughs> say shit to me. I'm grown. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we yeah. do need to make sure. And, and even within that, I think on a positive side, I think there is space for people who know that they are leaders, who know in their hearts. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody. Everybody does not need to, you know, it's not a revolt. I'm not asking for everybody to stage a coup and trying to turn over your CEO or whatever. But for those of you that you know you are leaders, this is your opportunity because the people who thought they looked like leaders but actually right. cannot handle themselves accordingly, for those that have traveled with me, we call it packaging yourself accordingly. For those who cannot package themselves accordingly, you are going to be able to outshine them so much more quickly because we've already transitioned from a, hey, I've dressed the part culture to a, hey, I've already made the impact culture. Right. And so it's going to be right. important to carry these kinds of sentiments along to your teams to make things easier for you and quite frankly, for everyone else. The Avengers Endgame, July 2020. You yeah. already know that I said Thanos started this shit. Somebody snapped their fingers and said 50% of the world gotta go. And that's where Corona came from. And that might be insensitive, all things considered with my situation. But I don't care what y'all say. That's what's getting me through this. They know no. out here running rampant. I'm I'm with it. I'm I'm here for uh some takeovers. And I think right now it's real easy to do a takeover. Um, because all you need to do is send a text message, all you need to do is send send an email. Um and I think if that yeah. did resonate with, with you, Dream Makeover Agency Edition. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, like if if it if that resonated with you and you feel like you need to come to the altar and, and do some shit, then, then come you to the altar because there's been like these are the moments where people need leaders. Like, yeah. and I know we're we're in a culture where it's very individualistic, but people want a leader they want to be led like that's yeah. why there's so much confusion right now is because as a as a country we we have no leadership but at the same time they're talking about cuomo being america's president or america's governor People you can forget that cuomo wasn't shit a year ago oh Although he's still he is an adult he is a hundred percent an adult that right 
<laughs> he said not to, but the reality is he saw the need and he filled yeah, it, he right? Did. Because there was there was an emotional gap, there was an intelligence gap that yeah. that was that needed to be filled, and he stepped into it. Like that wasn't a PR play. That was literally people going, "I need some some truth," and this is the only dude that's speaking the shit right now. Yeah. No, 100%. And I think that that's how a lot of new leaders are going to rise up anyway. There are going to be a lot new, a lot more needs that we're just not aware of. And one of the things that I, I keep trying to, not keep trying to, but that, that I continuously say is we don't need to jump the gun and start creating needs. The needs will arise. What, we're, what our goal should be is to be, is, is to be vigilant to what those opinion. needs are and act accordingly. Package yourselves accordingly. Y'all yeah. can take that. I ain't even gonna trademark it. Yeah. Package yourselves accordingly. Um, so we got two more minutes left. I think we can go ahead and close out, Sim. We don't need to be here all day. Um, uh, we could close out. Somebody told me some shit and a happy hour, and I'm trying to remember it. Oh, uh, she said you are the sky and everything else is the weather. She was talking about you specifically. She just said that's the. She said that's the 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 fucking vibe for right now. Oh, okay. So Minnie has a question. She said, for companies that are still hiring, what can DNI leaders do to connect prospective talent? Because they are out there. So I personally think it goes beyond DNI leaders. I think it is every fucking body at this point. But there, um, this is a good opportunity to make great use of social media. Th mm -hmm. This is also a great use to tap into virtual communities where I know a lot of people like turn their nose up at being a part of Facebook groups because y'all think Facebook is for old people whatever that's where the people are so you should be there too um whether it's a twitter group or whatever but that i think it's really important for us to start to share them if you can find out from the talent leaders whether or not um the information the hiring information is able to to be shared definitely do that the other thing is other agencies that make or tapping into other agencies that may have had layoffs to see if they have any prospective talent that they would recommend for other uh, roles open at other agencies. Obviously within your network to start with, because I have to say that because that's my job, but on the grand, more grand scheme of things, people got bills to pay. So if you don't have the roles, but you know you have a strong uh, talent or strong resource, send them elsewhere, kind of like Miracle on 34th Street, um, where, where they'll be loved. And we're out. Okay, cool. So yeah, we got 10 seconds left. Uh, Chelsea said coffee is coming soon. It will be the plug for DEI hiring. Cool. What's up? Peace okay. Out. Well, thank y'all for